0: Wednesday afternoon, time for me to get up to date with a bit of Hong Kong history, or in this case, Macanese history, with Paul Harrison from Walk the Talk. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sarah. So we're going back to Macau, Macau. today. Were we were yes. there a couple of weeks ago. Um, and this is another Coates book that Hong Kong you published called Macau Narrative. Um, well, it had a book review recently in the Post and in it they left uh, a riddle. Why is the Macanese gambling industry connected to deforestation in Asia? So I thought I'd answer that riddle. Right now or at the end? Go on Well, the story to it. Uh, Two weeks ago, we were talking about Governor Amaral. So he died, and then there were two short-reigned governors in Macau, and then there was another one. The next one was called Governor... I'm probably going to say this wrong... Gumarez. And he decided to legalise gambling. And the reason he did this is that previously... Macau, Timor and Solor had belonged all to Goa and were under Goa, which was the Portuguese possession in India. The Portuguese empire was different to other empires because they just tended to have small ports all the way all over the world and use them to build a trading empire between them. They didn't really go in so much for ruling big tracts of land. Solor is an island in Indonesia I didn't hadn't heard of it either I had to look it up um, and in 1844 it was decided to rejig them so that now Macau was in charge of Timor and Solor and Goa was no longer the boss of them and Timor and Solor were both drains on Macau's economy Solor grew a nutmeg and was as such a rival to the Dutch trade in nutmeg. So this was keeping prices low, and the Dutch reckoned that if they could get rid of Solor, they would have a monopoly on the nutmeg industry. And where where were the Dutch making their nutmeg? Uh, On other islands in Indonesia, because the Dutch East Indies was... Holland's empire mm-hmm. so the dutch turned a blind eye when indonesian natives massacred the population of solo and forcibly converted the rest to islamism and this left a few people left on to enclaves of land and to tidy it up the Dutch suggested to the Portuguese that they swap them with a bit of land on Timor. Timor has been in the news recently because of East Timor mm. with a place that Indonesia just let go and that's why Indonesia is in two chunks. One part is not next to the other. It's not an integral country. Right. They're, they're separated Timor had its financial problems because their big industry at that time was not coffee, as it is now, but sandalwood, and they'd cut down all the sandalwood. Timor had financial problems too, and poor Macau's got to carry these two colonies. So Governor Gumarès decides he needs a lot of money quickly, and the easiest way to do that, he thought, was to legalise gambling. Uh, so he set up uh, something that he called the Farmers, who actually um, was the organization that ran all the casinos in Macau. And he passed on the law and order to them. Um, So there was still a police force, but instead of the police going out and catching people, all the police did when they wanted to catch someone was they'd go to the far- head of the farmers and say, "We want to talk to Pedro Chan. Can you find him?" So then the casinos licensing board um, ran the law and order, and they were extremely efficient at finding Pedro Chan and bringing him to the authorities. That's a little bit worrying. <laughs> yes, um, and in a intergovernmental. Of inter-governor meeting when Gamarez met the governor of Hong Kong, Bowring, who has Bowrington, and I've mentioned a few hmm. times named after him. Gamaris said, "I've really got the law and order problem sussed. My police force don't have to do much; just legalize gambling." And Bowring was interested. He even suggested it to London. But the um, London cabinet uh, raised their eyebrows and got very uh, stiff lips when they uh, contemplated it. They weren't going to have that happen here. Absolutely not. And so we didn't get the casinos in Hong Kong or the very efficient police force. Dare I ask, did that carry on at all? It would be interesting to know when it finished but it was introduced in 1844 or so and I don't know when it phased out and it would be interesting also to know how the casinos worked but that probably doesn't survive in history, how they managed to be so efficient (laughs) and what's to stop the casinos doing whatever they like because they've now got carte blanche. Maybe some questions that won't be answered today. Anyway, Paul, thank you very much indeed. My pleasure. And I'll see you next week. Thank you.